All right, welcome back to another episode of Thought Architecture. And today's a bit of a special one. Um, it is December 31st here for me. And I wanted to share something that I go through um, every year with, you know, the change of the years and planning out the next year and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I wanted to share that with everybody and see, see how it lands. So if you want to do this as a type of activity, with me while we're you know while you're doing the i don't know listening to it um you're please grab a, a notebook and a pen and you know you're more than welcome to do this um what i would highly recommend though is you check out the the web page that's attached to this episode um i'll have a lot of the questions down there with some of the ideas just to refresh your memory re help you re remember what's going on but uh you know like ultimately it doesn't matter what I say exactly or what exactly is the question. It's more take the frame that I'm trying to give you as well. And so the framework for how to be able to look at these types of things. Okay. So that being said, like, I don't agree that, oh, December 31st is a very special time of year and we need to make New Year's resolutions. Like I throw all that crap out the window because ultimately, you know, all, all the, the way that we kind of number days and weeks and months, like it, it doesn't matter. It's all made up. It's all negotiated between us. Um, something interesting that I did with a client was we went through uh, where do the months get their names. And what's quite interesting is January and February were added to the calendar much later. And in that way, you can see that September, October, November, December, whenever you're learning a Latin language, you'll see that like uh, set is, for example, French. Uh, for seven uh, and so you've got sept oct which is eight nov which is usually nine and then dis des december which is ten and so having those kind of things and then january and february were added in and you see how arbitrary it all is and so try not to um put too fine a point on new year's resolutions and doing this it's just you know in the western world between christmas and new year's there's a nice lull of activity and it's a cool thing to kind of sit back and take that opportunity oh my environment is calming down well let me take that opportunity to reflect you know it could work easily just as well in times um around the world where you're not in the west where they're celebrating for example eid is a time where like a lot of the, the muslim world shuts down so when i was in indonesia it was pretty much the same feeling as between Christmas and New Year's for um, for Indonesia. And I would do this then. So, yeah, you could do it on your birthday if you want. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. So coming back to this, this a lot of this is based on uh, the idea. Uh, we've talked about it before. Um, daily happiness and, and what is happiness and what does it mean to be happy and all of that. And I've kind of gone into the details and the emotional stuff before. But just for, for your entertainment, I'll just go through a quick one, which is to say that uh, there was a study that was done that showed that between, I think it was $75,000 per year, $90,000 per year was needed to be able to, uh, to be happy, uh, to live happily. And um, that was out of the context of the US, right? So of course, wherever else you are, you're gonna need more than that. But the very simple idea is that that's how much money you needed. And after that amount of money, more money would not increase your happiness. But until you reach those levels, your happiness would increase with more money. Okay. That talks about a concept of daily happiness as well, which is to say, 
you know, your choices of food, beverage, etc., your your stress of paying off credit cards and things like that, it gets better to deal with. Your ability to afford things that you enjoy gets better. But after a certain point in time, we have the hedonic adaptation. That is to say that, you know, um, someone on a meager salary affording, you know, like, I don't know, the latest television will be so happy and will view that that purchase as an achievement versus someone who's, let's say, a millionaire makes a million a month. They won't they won't feel the same. They won't get the same kind of emotional hit or reward out of purchasing that TV because of because of what that stockpile is. So daily happiness is there and it does have that diminishing return. Um, it's also based on this idea of reflective happiness as well, which is to say that when you look back at something, you don't necessarily see all the, the holes or all the problems that you experienced while you were there, but you look back at the, the big picture and you actually take a look and you, and you see what you accomplished. So I want you to think about this, this difference between uh, daily happiness and reflective happiness as being the same difference. When you speak to someone who's got kids and you ask them, how are you doing today? And they're like, oh, little Timmy's running around puking everywhere. I'm on, you know, like my last, he's working on my last nerve. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, what's the best thing that you've done with your life? And they're like, oh, have kids. It's the most wonderful experience to be a mom, to be a dad. The reflective happiness allows people to think back about their accomplishments and forget all the the daily kind of grind stuff, whereas the daily happiness is the daily grind stuff. Okay, so we want to look at both of these about the year. And what's really interesting is we're taking that, um, but do remember this one thing. Until you reach your salary, according to the research of, you know, $75,000 per year, until you reach that threshold, it's going to suck, you know, and being able to to come at it from this point of view of being happy despite all the stuff that's happening to you you're you're going to you're going to experience some issues so rather approach it from this point of view of let's say st- stabilizing your household and that in itself is re- in reflection an accomplishment right and from stability can come this spontaneous thing these random things as well and so taking pride in in stabilizing yourself as well so i don't know where you're at in your journey for me you know that that took a good long time to stabilize myself where you know i went from being a part-time english teacher in london and flipping the script on that because i was overqualified i i was able to do so much more and, and provide so much more value to people that I just started doing that. But that's been a long, hard road of, you know, three, four years of doing this and following these paths and serving clients and making mistakes and all that kind of stuff. And so be it. So be it. But it's taken that long time to balance and harmonize and stabilize so that I can start taking risks and adding time in here and there. So I want you to think about your years as being the same thing. Is it a stabilization year? Are you trying to just return to a harmony because that's going to be different rather than this, oh, yes, it's rock and roll every single year, all year long. Like there's a certain amount of denial that's in that as well. And so just to be aware of this. OK, um, so apart from all of these things, bear in mind as well, what we're taking is a participant and observer approach to this as well, which is 
two episodes back, so if you're interested in listening to that audio notes and getting a little bit deeper into that, there's the participant and observer mode. So whenever I ask you a question, first I'm going to ask you the participant and then the observer. Okay, so let's, let's do it. So let's talk about the first thing, which is um, talking about your daily happiness in 2020. Okay, so you wake up every day and how do you feel? How does your body feel? What are your emotions that are coursing through your blood on a daily basis? On a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is the worst day of your life, 10 is the best day of your life, 0 is dead, okay? Um, so where would you say your daily happiness was for 2020? On average, okay? Was it most of the days that you were waking up and like, meh, there wasn't a strong feeling either way? Or was it most days you were waking up and you were like, oh, this sucks? Or most days that you were waking up and you were happy to wake up? What did that look like for you? Okay. So that's the first question. What was your daily happiness that you felt? Okay. And then taking a meta perspective on your daily happiness and saying, you know what? I might not have been happy on a daily basis, but looking back at it now, there is this um, meta emotion. I feel so incredibly lucky that I've got food on my table, that I've got this, that I've got that, that I've got these people in my life. And I, I reminded myself of that meta emotional perspective often. And so what is that emotion, that meta emotional number as well on a scale of one to 10? So. That's our daily happiness. Okay, cool. Now, um, the other thing to talk about is then, cool, if we look back at 2020, what were your, your peaks and your valleys? What were your you know, mountaintops and valleys? Were your crests and your troughs? So there's usually going to be about two or three of each, um, usually, but there doesn't have to be. And so if you didn't accomplish anything this year, cool, it was a maintenance year, fine. Um, if you experience no major traumas this year, amazing. That's something to be thankful for. You know, um, the thing is, is like if you experience, let's say, the death of someone close to you, the following year, you can't have the death of someone close to you or you can't have the death of that same person again. And so, you know, some years are going to stand out as going to be stronger with their accomplishments than others. You can't graduate the same degree again the next year. You know, it's going to be one year, is your graduation year, and that's going to be one of your accomplishments. So the question is, just without thinking too hard about it, what were the big accomplishments for you this year? Make a list, two or three things, and then afterwards organize the list. You know, well, which one do you think was the most significant to you? Which one mattered the most to you? All right. All right, so then your issues, your problems, an event that happened. So like canceling a booking doesn't count. It's more like, oh, you know, I had to get all my teeth removed. Okay, well, that's a significant bummer. And that's something that happened to you. That's something that the universe pulled the trigger on and you suffered through the consequences and had to make sense of it all and try and come out with ways that it didn't suck or see the silver lining. You know, so it's an environmental thing that happened. And I know what you're going to say, oh, but COVID. Yeah, but, you know, COVID would be something that actually resulted in, um, you know, one of the things that we're trying to determine. So it's more like COVID may have set the stage for it, but as a result, maybe you lost your job. Okay, cool. That would be one of your troughs. Fine. So acknowledge the suck points as well. All right. 
Okay, now my favorite part of this is then when we're looking back at 2020 as well, going through these three questions. Now, admittedly, I usually give these three questions to people after an event, not after a year, but they work equally just as well. And remember, the point of all of these isn't to look at 2020 in detailed scrutiny, but it's rather to kind of sift through a few memories and actually just remind yourself what, what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy, um, you know, thinking about your year in total. So these questions are the expected pleasure, the unexpected pleasure, and the best interaction. So I'll say that again. What was something that you expected to enjoy out of 2020 and it came true and you enjoyed it thoroughly, you know? Um, so a good one is my wife said that uh, she was expecting to graduate um, and be done with that graduation and feel that rush of like, yes, finally it's over, I've graduated. And you know what? That came true. Absolutely. So the expected pleasure, the anticipated enjoyment, if you will, of the year. What was that for you? And then the flip side of that is what was something that was completely unexpected? Like it was just spontaneous. There is no way that you could have predicted it. And so you have to, you know, tip your hat to the universe for just spontaneously throwing something your way. And you just loved it. You absolutely enjoyed it. What was that thing for you? So the unexpected pleasure. Uh, yeah, cool. Okay. So for me, my wife decided the one day to drive me around um, just south of where we are. And I had this picture in my mind. I don't know where it came from. That south of where we are was like a terrible, like no one wants to visit there. It's kind of like, you know, the MySpace of where I lived. You know, nobody visits there, but everyone knows it's there. Um, and we went there and actually... I was so surprised and I had a grin from ear to ear the entire time we were driving around. It was beautiful, stunning, loved it, loved it, absolutely loved it. So it was just an unexpected pleasure. And then the last one is what was your best interaction? And going back, you're probably thinking about interactions with people or whatever. Uh, animals it could be you know for me it was the one year in Indonesia there was a, a lion in the zoo that I connected with you know it just felt like really cool but my point is go with the feeling what was the interaction that actually fed you so much fuel and so much passion and enjoyment and pleasure that you were like you know what that was great maybe it was a dinner party where you were just having a great conversation with someone who knows what you were talking about but you know what you loved it and you were just you were in the moment and just enjoying it. Um, so what was your best interaction of 2020? So that might take you a bit of time. So maybe just write down that note and you know come back to that later. But that's a good one. That is a great one to think about. Something else that I like to do with people. So this is just an extra. This isn't something that I typically do. It's something that I've started doing, which is the broaden and build theory. Um, as explained previously in one of the other uh, audios, I believe it was the emotional workshop audio, uh, sorry, emotional workout audio. Um, you can go back into the library and check that out. Super cool. But the broaden and build theory was made famous. And basically, um, I'm sure I'm going to get hung for this, but there are basically four emotions that are connected with human happiness, connection, fulfillment, which are play, explore, savor and share. And so the question is very simple, like play. How much did you play in 2020? Okay. 
How much did you explore? What did you explore in 2020? Uh, how much did you savor, stop and just enjoy the taste of a moment in 2020? And then how much did you share with people in your lives in 2020 as well? Okay. And then what we do is we then take a look at also your values. What in 2020 like maybe irked you because it was out of alignment of your values, whatever your values are, you know, take a look at those things as well. Now, you don't need to do anything with them. You don't need to judge that moment, but just take a look at them. You know, does it, like, is it really reflective of your values? And we do the broaden and build in the values one because it then works for uh, 2021, the year coming up or whatever it is that you want to do. So I just had a conversation now where I was talking about lagging and leading indicators and how I don't actually pay attention to the lagging indicators. So a quick example for you is let's say, um, you know, I want to look buff as hell. Well, my leading indicator is what action can I take? The lagging indicator is going to be the results that I get. So the leading indicator is going to be cool. How much time did I spend in the gym? How much time did I spend working out? Uh, how tired was I? I don't know, things like that. Like what is connected with my actions? Whereas, okay, cool. Well, how much muscle did you gain? That's a lagging indicator. And your lagging indicators define your strategy and your leading indicators define your action. Well, you know, I'm a little bit more of a process oriented person. So the leading indicators are more important for me. Can I enjoy the actions? Because then, yes, I can tweak the actions more and more to get the different lagging indicators, but I'm not so focused on the lagging indicators as long as the general direction of my leading indicators, the action that I'm taking, is more or less there. So thinking about this, let's go into 2021 and focus on this very quickly. Okay, so what do you want to uh, do more in 2021? Play, explore, share, uh, and then savor. All right, so turning those up. And so what actions can you take to play more? What actions can you take to share more, to savor more, to explore more? Now, putting aside time, yeah, that's, that's a cool thing. But let me give you some advice and just narrow it down a little bit so that you've got wiggle room and you don't create this cage for yourself as well of 2021. So that's a cool one to think about. And that leads us into, this is my favorite thing to, to, to give people for 2021 or for the new year. What do you want to turn up? What do you want to turn down? What do you want to introduce? Okay, so let's say in the next year, I want to turn up um, the health aspect in 2021, as in looking after what I put in my mouth, the food that I'm eating. I really want to turn that up in 2021. What do I want to turn down? I want to turn down the amount of time that I stressed about work. Okay, cool. Um, and then the amount of time I stress about work, well, what can I replace it with? What, what can be an action that I can take so I turn down that stress? Well, maybe... Maybe I just try and work a little bit more or maybe I try and spend a little bit more time every day um, doing things that I know relaxes me, like playing with my puppies or something like that. And then what do I want to introduce? Well, I don't know. I, I started being interested in breath holds and free diving. So maybe, you know, because I live on the coast, there's a, there's a club, there's a group that goes free diving regularly and joining that group and introducing a new hobby social element into my life. Okay. So turn up, turn down, and change. What do you want to turn up? What do you want to turn down? What do you want to change? 
And focusing on that, we can then focus on what are the leading indicators? What are the actions that you can take on a regular basis, monthly, weekly, whatever, that's going to be able to lead to the change that you want? Hopefully, the process, the actual action that you're taking is the change that you want, in which case any resulting benefit is just the cherry on top. That's how I see it. Okay. <laughs> Usually, if you focus on fewer, you can go deeper with those and really get a lot more fulfillment and satisfaction out of them. And including your play, your savoring, your exploration, your sharing into all of that. And basically creating a vision for 2021 where you say the attitude for the year. Now, that's quite important. What is your attitude? What is your general theme that you want for 2021. 2021 will be the year that I blah, you know, uh, do more with the groups, um, create more, and then finding ways to do that. And that's going to be my minimum effective dose for um, envisioning your year is just creating a sentence of 2021 is the year that. And just try and give yourself a flavor and no matter what you do, whether you're exercising, talking to people, spending money, whatever it is, try and ask that question. Is it in alignment with that theme? And that's going to be the biggest thing that I can recommend for planning 2021. Um, so once again, the for the future, looking forward, it's what's the theme for the year. Then also asking the three questions. What can I turn up? What can I turn down? What can I introduce? And with that comes the question of leading indicators or actions to take and lagging indicators or results to notice. Okay, um, But all of it comes back to values. What are your values and what do you want to, uh, what do you, which values would you like to embody a lot more? And this again, so if we're looking at the emotions, we're talking about the broaden and build theory, which is uh, play, savor, share and explore. Um, and we're trying to apply these kinds of things as well to 2020, like the previous year, talking about your daily happiness, your accomplishments, your, um, your bad times, uh, the expected pleasure, the unexpected pleasure, and the top interaction. And if you want to um, look at you know, anything else, you're more than welcome to. Um, I'm going to end the audio here, but please, if you have any suggestions, uh, put them in the put them in the comment section below on the web on the web page, right? So at the moment we're on Substack, so it'll be the Substack link, you know, to this episode. But yeah, so if you've got anything that helps you, if you want to share any of that, please feel free to message me or put it in the comment section of this. Um, usually at the end of the audio, this is obviously the part where I'm like, hey, uh, you know, hit me up, social media, blah 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 blah. You know, there's a lot of things to do for marketing, but once again, I'm here and I'm saying. The best thing that you can do, the most satisfying and fulfilling thing for me is if you share this with a person, if you get any kind of like interaction with your community and you can converse, have meaningful discussion about your life with people that you care about. And so if this is a topic that you would like to discuss with people that you care about, you know, send them this or just you don't even have to send them this, but just start the conversation. Start the conversation and connect with someone and have a real meaningful connection. And that would make my year successful. An accomplishment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Love you all. If you have any questions or suggestions or anything like that, reach out to me. You know who I am. You know where to find me. And uh, yeah, here's wishing 
the world a fantastic 2021. Ciao!